0: Hey guys, welcome to The Bottom Half is Red. I'm your host, Baron Longstreth, and I am excited to bring to you a show that is going to give you some thought-provoking discussions. It's going to give you some expert insights to both encourage and some practical steps for how to build an organization that can more effectively introduce the world to Jesus Christ. So what is the bottom half is red. It's all about building a culture of excellence. It's about growing your unique and creative identity, and it's about carrying out the will of God at any cost. So you're going to see that through practical teaching tips, developing a culture of giving, creating branding and marketing, or even methods to help guests feel safe and welcomed. This podcast is going to have you covered. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to take just a moment and extend a special invitation to all of our dedicated listeners. If you're looking to get even more involved in our community and gain some access to some behind the scenes stuff, become a Patreon supporter. And you can find that link in the episode description or even on Patreon. Just visit the bottom half is red. Listen, we can't wait to welcome you on board and to share this exciting journey. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the bottom half is red. And I want to begin this podcast today by telling you, well, I want to begin it by telling you this. Hey, you matter. And that statement right there, and you'll recognize that statement from a previous episode that we've done. But that statement right there is what we are going to focus on today, and it's going to be an awesome podcast. I promise you that. Let me introduce my guest today, personal friend of mine. You're going to hear all about the journey. uh, Now has grown up through our local church here, and now is actually pastoring our second campus. It's in the up-and-coming city of... Uh, uh, called the city of Jinx, and we're thrilled, Josh, that you have come on. Thank you for being a guest. On the bottom half is red.
1: Hey, uh, thank you for having me. Um, I feel like I have arrived. Earlier said you had to subscribe, so let me give a little plug. Go ahead and subscribe. What was that?
0: To our Patreon, service. Yeah, yeah.
1: Subscribe to that because you need to hear the behind the scenes. I was saying behind the scenes. Somebody text my mama. Somebody call my mom because I have arrived. I'm on the podcast with Pastor Baron Longstreet. Thank you. Oh, bro. We
0: are so glad to have you. If you, to know the Krebs family is to love the Krebs family. And uh, we're going to hear all about the journey into our local assembly. And then we're going to hear the journey beyond. Um, he is going to be a frequent guest on the bottom half is red. Uh, he adds such value to the local church system here. For how how long is it? Been? It's over a decade. Yeah, ten years. Okay, and has served in various ministries. Uh, name a couple of ministries that you've served in here at the church today. So uh,
1: we um, started off uh, at the best ministry uh, door
0: greeting. That's right, guest services.
1: Yeah. Um, that was before we had guest services. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> That's right. So you're like the OG.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the original.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked in youth ministry. How long were you guys uh, student pastors?
1: So we were student pastors for three years. Yeah. Uh, Sunday school teachers for a while, reach ministry, and then now on this incredible journey of pastoring the second campus.
0: Right. Right. We have just recently... Uh, ensured that our language was proper, right? right. So we, we just made it official. There's no such thing as a mother campus. And I know technicalities, but in terms of cultural language, it is just the Tulsa campus and it's the Jinx campus. Right. So let me say we are now on this incredible journey
1: of pastoring the Jinx campus. That's
0: right. That's right. And, and we're, uh, bro, we're, we, we're just so excited. God's already doing some amazing things. And we'll talk about Uh, some of those things in a later episode. But let's dive in to what we are going to bring to our audience today, Josh. And that is not necessarily the origin of um, Hey, You Matter, but really the action side of Hey, You Matter. And we heard about uh, my wife's desire to plug this into our system and how it has literally created a dynamic within our church that has affected every ministry. Really, it affects every service we have. Um, all of our decisions now are, uh, they're, they kind of get channeled down through uh, the avenue of our church's personality. Of course, we've got our core values and whatever. But, but what I'm saying is, is, like this has been such a, uh, a vital part of our church's existence. So... Just in a moment, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I'm, I'm going I'm to have you take our audience down um, your memory lane and uh, how important, hey, you matter, that uh, slogan in action has meant to you, your family, and then, of course, um, journeying into church planning. So, but let me, lay, let me lay a quick foundation. Our message matters. Right. Right. Agreed. Right. right? It's critical. I mean, you're preaching Sunday and Wednesday every week. So our message matters. It doesn't matter how great the message is if no one's listening to it, right? A- absolutely. So, and I hate to say it like this, but it comes incredibly distorted or God forbid, even useless. And we know that our message is not useless. We know that the truth is not useless. But what we do know that if there is a gigantic, and I, and I like this terminology, but if there's a gigantic hairball. And we're not able to break free of that, then our voice becomes um, softer and softer in this generation to a world that is over informationalized. Our message can get lost in its translation. So, having something like, hey, you matter, it's more than just a trendy statement. Right. And what we're going to define today is one of our main personality themes in our local assembly. Personality, Josh, simply the combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinctive nature. Okay. And this, this is important because prior to us ever even putting, Hey, you matter into, uh, into words, I feel like, and here's the reason why we have you on today. I feel like that it was being displayed. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I want you to take our listeners down a a journey, Josh, in regards to the relationship that you and I had, okay? Because you're a byproduct. I've called you, the, the, the first half of your ministry, I called you my Timothy. <laughs> Second half, I think I'm going to have to start addressing you as my Paul, right? Because... Uh, of your great knowledge and depth in ministry. And it's just, I've watched it just exceed and it's just been beautiful to see. But what drew you towards myself, the gospel, whatever? I want you to take our audience down that that memory lane. Sure. Well, first of all,
1: we met in 2009 at a job. You were working in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. I was working in the yard. We became friends through that. But let, let me just say this. I would say there's a huge difference between your intent and your impact.
0: I like that. Okay. Talk about that.
1: What I mean by that, that there's a huge difference between your intent and your impact, is that nobody's really interested in somebody with no empathy. When you meet somebody um, who's searching for something, somebody who's looking for answers in life. When we met, my life was in shambles you led me to the gospel. I did not know I needed the gospel. But Mm. what led me to the gospel was the hey, you matter type concept that displayed from you. So when I'm in a crisis, the ability for you to sit down in my crisis and care enough to sit down in the middle of it with me, that's what it feels like, right? So if you're looking for results of like, hey, let me give you a Bible study, that may produce results but it doesn't produce growth it, it doesn't produce growth
0: so so let, let me ask this you, you talked about the difference between an intent is that what you said mm-hmm. you talk you talked about the difference between an intent and impact yeah okay so when you're talking about impact because i i share a lot of the same memories you do about our about our experience together okay, our journey but obviously i'm going to process it differently so When you say sitting down, describe what that process looked like, what that meant to you, how you knew that there was something different about the voice of this church, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So just the fact that you're able to connect with me where I feel like you care about the situations that we're in. I feel like you care about my family. There's intentionality there like i i want you to know that i care um compared to just like hey would you like a bible study Mm. and and so what i mean by that is the results that you get from that would be minimal right but the investment that you get uh, that you give into somebody's life would produce growth so i for example i remember the very first time we visited a church and we walked into the church, and Sister Raina uh, came up and hugged us and said, "I love you." I we really believed that she loved us. It it wasn't like a a common uh, which you're used to, like, "Hey, love you." It was like, "Wow, she she really meant that." Yeah, you really could feel that. So there's a difference between the intent, right? Yeah. And so that, that's the results that you get from that. Does, does that make sense? Yeah,
0: so what you're saying is how, in, how intentionally we approach and press into somebody's life. Right. You know, not digging down, but necessarily like sitting there caring. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just simple. It's as simple as that. And it's true, right? So, I mean, obviously right now, I, could, you're, I look at you as a brother. So you're like a brother to me. As we continue to grow from point A to now... Obviously, each step of the way, there was like a different form of, um, of relationship and love and, and interest. And the more I knew you, I think the more open, right? Just common things that happen in relationship. But what you're saying in the actuality is this thing is not some superficial plug to try to enter somebody into a system, into some systematic approach. To pull them in by, a, by some trendy statement, spit them into a process, and then expect them to have real life change and to feel Christ in a very real way. Right. Can I tell a story? Yeah. Okay, so I remember, and and this is the way that I remember it, and I'm getting older, so you you refresh my memory. My job required me to stay at the computer quite a bit, and I would enter information in. Uh, to the computer in order to make sure that the stock was air, such, so, such, such, and so, so. So I'm there entering stuff in. And when I do, you walk past and make brief conversation. And I was listening. This is back in the day where there was no AirPods. So n- no hands-free type stuff. This stuff is plugged up. And you said, Hey, uh, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? Yeah. And I just, do you re- remember the song? I remember it. It was the David Crowder song. Yeah. Uh, how he loves us. Yeah, and I literally kept one ear in and gave you the other ear.
1: Yeah, and um, I think it's fitting. You know, oh, how he loves us. And I, I remember that's the first time that I felt God. Um, I remember tearing up. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm about to cry. Right, this is the first time that I felt God. Now, I tell everybody I wasn't raised in church, but I was actually come from a family. Um, that had, I had a great grandmother that was in church. So we would go on Easter or we would go on Christmas. We had experiences with church. So I wasn't new to church, but I had never met anybody like you. And so I was drawn to you. We, we did not talk on the phone at night. We didn't text back and forth. It, there was this drawing towards you. Now, you could say the father drawed me to you, but you could say that there was the intentional love that came from you, right? So, You're it's right. like the, hey, you matter style leadership. This not even coined yet, right? Like this, this phrase hasn't even been birthed yet, but it's that type of leadership. That's not natural. Right. That is not a natural uh, leader. A leader is always focused on me by naturality, right? At my job. If I don't produce, I, I, I get the chopping block, right? Right. If I do produce, it's really easy for me to want to take the credit. Yeah, look what I did. Mm. So as a leader, it is natural to be me focused. As a leader, it's not natural to be you focused. And you and the church and Sister Reina do a great job of embodying that in your leadership. Hey, you matter. So when I met you, right, like, right. I'm like, I want to be like him. Hmm. That's the type of man I want to be. That's, in fact, what led us to it, right? Remember remember the question?
0: What, yeah, I do. You, you came to me and we, I, I, we had been discussing. And at the end of that, you basically said, what do I need to do to be a better man?
1: Right. So I, I wanted to be a good husband. I wanted to be a good friend. I had young kids. I wanted to be a good father, and um, I, I wanted to be like the man you was. I had no idea what type of door that would open. You know, we joke about it all the time. I was like expecting an ABC, one, two, three, go read this book. In fact, you did give me a book to read. Do you remember what book it was? Initially? Yeah. I told
0: you to read the book of Acts.
1: Yeah, so go home and read book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. I'm like, what in the world? What kind of answer is this, you know? Like, my goodness. So I go home and I read it, meet you the next morning. Like, you remember I had to be at work earlier than you.
0: Yeah, you were waiting on me.
1: Yeah, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you. Uh, you come in. I'm like, hey, I, I read it. I read the whole chapter. And I asked you a question. You asked me a question. Yeah. So the question started with like, hey, how do I become a better man?
0: And then you hit me with the question. Yeah, I just simply said, you know, what do you think about it? What are you going to do now? So
1: I said, hey, I repented. I don't even know if I did it correctly. Like, I'm brand new to this. Can you pray with me? Um, So we prayed in uh, the warehouse and and I make jokes all the time about it. Like, this is a man's man (laughs) shop. We're in an environment where you don't really, you know, as a man, you don't want to show vulnerability and I remember praying with you there and uh, feeling God and, and tears coming to my eyes. And that's when you asked me the question that I remember. Um, you said, well, what's next? Right. And the only thing I'd ever read, like it was so clear to me. I said, I need to be baptized in the name of Jesus.
0: And, and let me interject all of that because you felt like somebody intentionally cared about you.
1: Right. And I, I used the verbiage, I felt like somebody sit down with me in my crisis. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh, man, that, that stinks. Right. Man, um, I'm sorry you're going through that. It, it felt like somebody was caring enough to help me get through that.
0: Right. And, and so the journey, you, you you go from the introduction to baptism. A year later, you start coming to the church. It's been... 12 years now, now pastor in the church. So we talked about different phases of ministry. So let's, let's look at, hey, you matter in a different way. You've served uh, from the front door, basically, uh, parking lot all the way to uh, behind the pulpit, almost everything in between. And um, hey, you matter since you've been here has really blown up as a part of who the church today is. It's not just how we market. It's, it's our personality. It really is. And you embodied that. But from the standpoint now of being impacted to being an impactor, from somebody receiving now to somebody having to give, uh, take us now how you've become intentional about reaching the lost. You have been a huge impact in our missional endeavor. Um, I know there was one time where you were responsible personally for, I want to say 20 something baptisms and they were just, it was left and right that what was going on in your family, extended family, friends, coworkers, all. And so just driving this through our church. And so you became a major player. Take us on another journey through some of those missional efforts as a reach pastor, um, presently as a pastor, how you've been able to now sit down with somebody figuratively and get involved in their life and their story. Uh, take us down that journey and, and show us how it has, uh, you know, give us examples of how it has affected us departmentally, reaching out, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, the first example I can, I can think of, um, and this is um, a little bit later, um, not as far back. For those of you that don't know, my dad is a recovering alcoholic, but he he walked into our living room after getting out of the hospital. He had missed my son's wedding um, because he was in the hospital detoxing. He had a really hard time detoxing, came through that, walked into my living room just broken and tears in his eyes. He said, "Uh, Josh, I I want you to forgive me. And I said, dad, we We forgave you a long time ago, and he says, "Well, I want God to forgive me." And um, he said, "I don't know if He will." And so, at that moment, me and Crystal were able to sit down with him in that crisis, right? So, in in that moment, when it wasn't like, "Oh, hey, I understand," or "Man, that I'm I'm sorry you're going through that," or "Hey, praying for you," no, we were able to sit down with him and display that compassion. Through that Hey You Matter style.
0: Talk about departmentally as well, like reaching out to schools. Yeah, talk about like the journey, backpack giveaways, things like that nature. We're not just highlighting those events. We're really talking about the heart of the matter, like how Hey You Matter has really connected our church, that kind of direction. Okay.
1: Um, So I I would say with the Hey You Matter and the region community, it really started at the North Campus I remember that. Yeah. Um, that was actually the first backpack giveaway. Uh, that's the original. And the idea behind that was we wanted to give back to the community. Um, we have never been intentional about inviting the community to church, which I know sounds crazy, um, considering like that's what we're trying to reach. But it's never been our intention. Our intentions always been to say, hey, we love you hey, you matter. Um, So the first backpack giveaway started at the North Campus. Um,
0: Which to give context on that, the North Campus was um, another church plant that we did about five years into starting our original campus. And we started a North Campus um, and then turned it over to somebody in, in our congregation. So...
1: Yeah, so we, we gave backpacks away to the community, and we just got into the community, and we met people in the community, um, and we would reach, you know, there's there's an individual named Big John. You mm-hmm. remember Big John? Oh, I
0: remember. He was like 90 pounds soaking wet. Yeah,
1: it's the joke, Big John, you know? But we met Big John at the community party, um, stayed in contact with him, called him, checked on him. Um, he comes to church. He gets the Holy Ghost um speaking in tongues and we didn't know at the time but John had AIDS and John passed away just a few months later you know but we were able to reach John by reaching into his life and sitting down in the middle of his crisis right like i, I remember a phone call um somebody had a family member in the hospital and they were passing away the family member did not have anybody We get a phone call wanting to know if we can go to the uh, hospital and pray with them. Never met him, you know, Um, but we went to the hospital and sat down with him in his crisis and God poured out the Holy Ghost in the hospital room. Right. So that's what I mean by the results when you're intentional about sitting down with somebody in their crisis, walking down the street out North Tulsa, a man's on a motorcycle. I just flag him down. Hey, we're starting a church. Would you like to come to this community launch party? He was so taken back about the giving that the church was doing to the community that this man would find people all over the city and bust them in to the church. You I remember re- that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because people were really uh, taken back by the genuine level level of love given with no other intentions. It, it was no other motives. It, it was just simply, hey, you matter before the slogan existed.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that is something that we want the audience to understand as we sit here and talk. I'm just doodling notes. And uh, to make a final comment here before we close up, um, I, I simply just drew a, a, a picture of Calvary, just the, the cross and the vertical nature um and, and the horizontal intersection and and Jesus and we 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 may know this. This may be a reminder to us all, but the two great commandments that were asked of Jesus, and he simply said to love the Lord thy God, of course he um, emphasizes with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And so hey you matter runs in the blood it's a part of the dna of of the church today and it is not a trendy way to try to make us look good that impact Mm -hmm. like you were talking about in the beginning it is a way that we really try to build it into the depth the fabric of our church system so that we can go out in the world and display that we do not only love the lord but as he said, we love our neighbor as ourselves.
1: Right. I would say this. Every, everybody that I've met, everybody that has been baptized, everybody that's came to the Lord, it's always been through a crisis. It, it's, it. it's been intentional about having a relationship with somebody and just sitting down with them um, and letting them know that you actually care. And that leads them to Jesus. Right. That's it. It's. Hey, you know, I'm having such a hard time. Oh, would you like a Bible study? That's not the answer. The answer is, hey, I care about you enough to sit here and listen. And that leads them to Jesus.
0: Right. I could truly say this as we, as we close down. The Gospels declare the nature of Jesus Christ. And he may not have operated by a slogan, hey, you matter. <laughs> but biblically, it states that when he looked upon them, he literally was moved with compassion. We want our audience to know today that it is so important to not only try to make an impact, but also to be intentional. And we do it here by Hey, You Matter. Thank you, Pastor Press, for being with us today. Thank you so much for joining us on The Bottom Half is Red. Uh, listen, I hope you have enjoyed your time with us today and gained something of value. If you love what you heard today, please do not forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform this helps us your feedback is incredibly crucial and we want to improve on what we're doing and to bring you the best content possible you can find us on Facebook, look us up, Instagram, even YouTube at the bottom half is red. Hey, be sure to check the episode description for any links to any resources that we have mentioned during the show. You don't want to miss out. This podcast is a production of The Church Today here in the great city of Tulsa, and the executive producer is our very own David Tandra. I hope you've had a fantastic time, and we look forward to having you with us again on our next episode of The Bottom Half is Red. We'll see you then.